Hi, and welcome to a Novel Ending Podcast. We're your hosts, Joanna and Kat. We chat about all things revisions, the fun stuff, the not so fun stuff, and the seriously, I've written like 10 novels now, why doesn't this get any easier stuff? Join us while we share our enthusiasm and tips to help you tackle your next draft before it tackles you. Hi, everyone. On today's episode, we'll be talking about switching from drafting brain to revision brain. But first, we have our question of the day. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or a horror movie with your friends? I, I don't have a clear-cut answer. Do you have a more? I have a clear-cut answer. You, okay, I would you absolutely rather be in a romantic comedy with my enemies because enemies to friends or enemies to lovers always works out better than horror movies do. That's true. Like, the reason I hesitate is because I write horror, so I feel like I would be able to navigate a horror really well, like how to get out of it. So you'd be the one left standing at the end. So I would sacrifice my friends, <laughs> and I would be the one left standing at the end. Um, I feel like romantic comedy, they both have tropes, but I feel like romantic comedies are more cut and dry. Whereas horror, you have a lot of different horrors. Like, is it you're stuck in a haunted house, or you're being pursued by like a slasher, or is it something like Squid Game where you're in a game and like, you know, getting murdered left and right? Like, So you're saying you'd like to be surprised. You want to have to like think when you're in the horror movie. And I just would like, I'd like the, uh, the predictability of being in a romantic comedy. Yeah. So yeah, that's hard. But yeah, I would maybe say horror movie just because that might be a little bit more fun, but... Okay, um, so to start this episode, um, we thought we would each define what drafting brain and revision brain means to us. So I can go ahead and start. So when I think of drafting brain, to me, that is full creative brain. So when I draft, I don't do any like self-editing or things like that. Like I'm fully in kind of that messy creation mode where I'm just getting things out on the page versus revision brain. I I sort of akin that more to like solving a puzzle. So you know when you approach coloring and a coloring book would be drafting brain and then building a puzzle would be revision brain if that make sense at all. I would say my answer is pretty similar. Um, but when first posed with the question, I think I definitely think that my drafting brain is messy. I can I like to draft first thing in the morning when none of the world has like come into my brain. I don't have to think about anything. I can just be creative. And I can do that in kind of a messy, foggy state. And that works just fine. But if I try to sit down first thing in the morning and revise it, I never feel like I have enough focus. So my revision brain definitely needs to be more alert and focused, paying attention. I don't have to pay attention when I'm drafting. I can just sort of let it go and let it flow. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about the mental energy. I think revising takes a lot more mental energy than drafting. Would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. So yeah. So Joanna, what are some... Things So say that you finished the first draft and you, you know, set it aside for a period of time. We will have a future episode where we kind of go into um, how long we pause between drafts. But say you are ready to kind of go back to it and start on the first round of revisions. Like what are some of the first steps that you do? 
I usually have some notes from drafting that I've made that I want to come back and address during revisions. And depending on which phase of revisions I'm in, it can get more or less complicated. I definitely always have a post-it on my laptop with notes. I try to fit preferably all the notes on one post-it so that it's easy to see. I also do sometimes use a plot graph for revisions. I find that I it's like sort of having a bird's eye view of my whole manuscript with little scratches on one page, which allows me to see where plot holes are and where I need to add things. So before I actually start revising, I like to know what I'm planning on doing. I personally like to do everything all at once as I go through. Um, I do know some authors who like to take one pass for one character and a second pass for one plot line and only focus on those scenes as they go through each time. Um, But for whatever reason, I have a hard time doing that. And I just like to, I'd rather do everything in one pass and maybe everything again in another pass, but less so. Yeah, I think I used to focus on one thing at a time and you know, that might have been me being a little bit lazy (laughs) and not wanting to like, you know, tackle like setting on top of character arc on top of like the B plot and things like that. But like, ultimately, that resulted in like 10 plus drafts per manuscript. And that just is way too much. I definitely as a life motto, try to be efficient. And so I think that's why I prefer doing it that way. But I do also think that sometimes it just takes um, maturity as a writer or experience to be able to hold all that in your brain at once. I think when I was learning, I, you know, I'd go to a conference and I'd have 15 things that I learned that I thought were great, and I wanted to apply to my writing or my revising. But actually being able to do all those things at once when I was learning was nearly impossible. So being able to tackle one thing at a time definitely helps when you're learning. And you haven't, the more and more you revise, the more the things you've learned become second nature, and you don't have to think so hard about them as you're going through, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, I start a new revision, especially if it's a new project. My first step is writing out index cards. So every chapter like gets its own index card with just very brief plot beats. Um, I used to try to color coordinate them because I do hang them on my wall, like by my workspace. And I used to color coordinate like, okay, this color or this character is like blue. And then the secondary character is purple and all that. You know, um, some advice you'll get is to do that. So you can kind of see where characters drop off. Um, I just found that I had to, you know, make legends of like what these colors were. And so the more complicated I got, the more complicated that got. And I was just like, I just have no idea what it is. So now I just like black marker, like put those out, put them on my wall. Because, you know, obviously plot is important. And this is kind of a nice way for me to see plot. But actually, I do it more so so I can see like character arc. Because for me, like the character, especially your main character, is like the big number one thing you want to shine in your novel. So what this kind of helps with is like seeing if I have chapters from my first draft that the character isn't advancing, which I think is a problem. Like you always want them learning or doing things. Um, So this just helps me like visually see it a lot better. 
After that, I do like kind of character beat sheets where I don't do, I don't know how you feel about this, Joanna, but I'm not one of those people who does kind of the, what if you were out to lunch with your character, what dessert would they order? Like, I don't care about that. I don't know. So I do like what it, what is their most defining moment from their backstory or, you know, yes. things like that. But yeah. I don't care what type of tea they would drink. Yeah, that feels, um, I've never been able to do that. I've heard that before. Sit down, interview your character, you know, have coffee with your character, ask them questions. And I have tried that a little, but I am actually secret here on the first episode. I am terrible at doing writing exercises. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so my character beat sheets. And like the main thing that I really want to know with my character is like what can't they do at the beginning of the novel that they can do at the end? Because that's going to be kind of your main arc. And everything should feed into that. All of the plots and subplots and chapters should feed into getting them from point A to point B. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, so I like to plot that out as well. Um, The other thing I like to figure out right away is like, what is the heart of your novel? And I think of heart as like a little bit different than theme. So like theme could be like, you know, it's a novel about like betrayal and revenge. Um, So I'm thinking of this like Cinderella retelling I had done, where, you know, the father's still in the picture and Mary's obviously, you know, the Cinderella story, the evil stepmom with the stepsisters, things like that. And like, I kind of did like a revenge, like take on it. Um, And the heart is like this girl coping with the fact that like, her father is allowing all this to happen to her and like tr- just trying to like deal with seeking her father's approval, but like all in the wrong way. So like the heart of it is like this girl who like wants to reconnect to her father. No matter how many revisions and drafts you do, it should always have that heart in it. Like if you're, if you ever reach a draft where you lose that heart, I feel like you've over revised it then. So you're, when you talk about heart cat, it sounds to me um, like you're really getting at the emotion of the story. Yeah. For me, when I read good books, I connect with them like on an emotional level. So like all of my writing that I do is about bringing emotions into it. And I think that's how you're able to set apart like your book from a different book that, you know, they say like there's no new story under the sun. You know, if someone else is doing a Cinderella story someone else has a Cinderella story, you know, it's like you want your emotions to like be really strong and stand out. And that's how it connects with readers. So yeah, I think my revision brain, I would say I'm not so black and white plot heavy as far as like, every scene needs this action piece and you know, big moving centerpieces and settings and things like that. Like, I tend to focus like really on nailing the emotions first and foremost, because I feel like things like setting or, you know, going back and really honing that action scene you wrote, like those are all things that can be saved in a later draft. I sometimes think of all of my revisions as coloring in the story, shading in the story. So my draft, I I definitely, when I was writing early on, would write way too many words and have to take chunks out because they were not important and they were me working on things internally more than writing the story. But I think now I definitely write a little short and then I spend a lot of time in every 
seeing coloring in the visual, so to speak, whether that's the emotion or the setting. Mm -hmm. So I know you had mentioned this earlier about now that you're a little bit more like advanced in your writing career, how when you do a revision, you try to kind of tackle all the different pieces at once. At what point, like, so say that you are on like your, your second draft, do you really get nitpicky about word choice and stuff at that point? Or do you save like that nitpickiness? Because that's like a whole nother part of the revision right. brain is like the, yes. like, does this word need to be there? Like, does she walk in the room or approach the thing? You know, it's like, right. when do you like kind of turn that brain on? So my, I write my first draft, I give it a little space. And then I, I personally don't, generally show it to anyone until I've gone through it one more time because I definitely will find things that first time around. Um, and then I'll show it to you or critique another critique partner. And my next pass is like structural edits. So some people call them developmental edits. Some people call them structural. Basically I'm really working on the, all the, all the big pieces of all the moving parts of a story. So character plot, you know, setting, sequence, all that stuff. And I definitely don't worry about any line edits or copy edits until I'm comfortable with where the story is itself. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, I do try to save like nitpicky reviser brain until a little bit later. Uh, like I mentioned multiple times before, you know, I really focus on emotions early on. I also really like to focus on stakes early on. And making sure that those keep getting amped up over the course of your story. Um, and tension, which I do feel like is a little bit different than stakes. Because you can kind of have emotion or tension that is like outside of like maybe the main plot. You know, there's external and internal tension. So whenever I finish revising a chapter, I like to look back and I ask myself, okay, so the character needs to have learned something or the reader needs to have learned something, preferably both. And like, where is the tension in the scene? Like, why does it matter? Like, how is it moving the plot forward? Um, and if I fail on those respects, then I actually will go back and like re-revise that chapter. Okay, so to wrap up this episode, I just have a question for you. Do you prefer drafting brain or revision brain? I prefer drafting brain, but I do enjoy puzzles. So I do also enjoy revising. What about you? I like drafting brain because I can just be as weird or goofy as I want, which I really love. And then I like revision number three brain. <laughs> so because I am a pantser, revision two, so like the first true revision, so draft two, is just always a struggle for me because it is like making sense of like complete nonsense that I wrote for my like first draft. So my second drafts, so like my first round revisions take forever and are very painful. But then for my third draft, when I get to be a little bit more nitpicky and really get to like play around with sentences and kind of like really tweaking that pacing and things like that, like that, I absolutely love. I feel like drafting brain is where the magic happens, right? That's where everyone feels their creativity flow. 
And revising brain is where all the wins happen. That's where you get it right. That's where you fix the things. That's where you are like, yes, this is working. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode of a Novel Ending Podcast. If you're a fan of the show, please help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review and by sharing this episode with your community. And make sure to check out our website, anovelending.com, to learn more about what other services we offer. Happy revising!